Let's get nuts. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, that's right. Not the normal type of film junkie intro, but hey, it's something. Do I have? I think I have. That's a little loud. Ah, what's happening, guys? Yeah, technical difficulties like crazy. But anyways, how we doing? How we doing? All right. Hopefully everything's working. I think it's all working. Yeah, it looks like it is working. Yeah, it's even live on Twitter right there, so that's good. Well, that's good. But uh, yeah, guys, welcome to Some Junkie Live. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell and do all that. And follow me all the sock meds that are around me right there. Hello, everybody. And hopefully everybody's doing good. Yes, we're going to be talking about some more Supergirl stuff because that's the big the hot news that's happening right now and of course just seeing the reaction of people today and of course we're going to talk about madam webb we're talking about the box office and then daisy ridley and star wars so yeah there's a lot of things um yeah i don't know um, basically what happened last night guys that there was no film junkie live on on monday i don't know what happened Streamlabs, get your shit together i don't know what, what was happening so basically as you can see, it's not the normal little setup. It's somewhat like the setup, but not the normal setup. I was getting everything set up for the stream last night, as I usually do, and had my, you know, the stream labs, you know, I have the software on my computer and everything. Everything was good, set it all up, got everything good, closed it out to record the opening, because I used, I used my normal camera app to record the opening. And then when I went back into the stream labs app, it logged me out completely logged me out of everything and then when i try to log back in i was like eh, trying to remember the password didn't quite work and then when i try to retrieve the password both of the emails that i use that i the only ones that i use said that they don't exist not sure what happened not sure what was going on with that but so so i'm using Streamyard tonight i don't know what happened Streamlabs again get your shit together but uh, yeah, so that's why there wasn't anything. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll just record some stuff. And then tonight I'll just use StreamYard because why not? I use it, of course, for vodka streams. So we're good. All right, we got XO right here, W. All right, I'll take that as a good sign. And we got Sunny. Millie is going to kill it. She was awesome in House of Dragon. Sucks Sasha couldn't be reused like that goof peacemaker and our badass Waller. Maybe she'll be back as someone else I feel for her. Well, you know, that would be kind of nice, right? And we got Mr. Fear Jason right here. Good to see you, buddy. All right. RJ's here. Yeah, it's working, just not working with Streamlabs. Although I did, you know, I did submit like, uh, hey, what the hell? What's going on here? And I did get an email back like 20 minutes ago. So we'll see if that, you know, I'll try to work it out when it comes to Streamlabs and everything, but yeah, apparently it, uh, you know, they, they, they finally emailed me back after 24 hours. Jeez. All good. Azteca, Warner Brothers cast the little savage from Mad Max 2 who takes out the biker with uh, the boomerang. Nice. <laughs> we got Ryan Anderson right here. Good to see you. Good to see you, Ryan. What's going on, Max Wolf Knight Danger? Hey, Dave, what up? I'm doing good. My thoughts on the new cast, Supergirl. Wow, she is uh, the queen of dragons. And Dave, did you see the new cast of Thunderbolts? The Sentry looks, yeah, but I'm like, I don't, when it comes to that, I'm not really caring about that too much. But yeah, I saw they swapped actresses, so. And then ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Always great to see you, buddy. And thank you for the $50 super chat. If I had a drink with me, I'd cheers you, as I normally do. But uh, you, you're awesome. You're awesome. And I appreciate that. Helping out the pirate ship because, yes, the pirate ship needs some help a little bit right now. Times are, you know, a little rough. But, hey, we'll, we'll get through it, of course. But, um, yeah, totally. You're totally with the uh, Supergirl casting, so that's good. But uh, much appreciated, Mr. McKenzie. Always much appreciated. And people doesn't, yeah. I, I saw people, like, posting the clips for that. They were posting the clips for the Suicide Squad game. And I'm like, 
wow, there, I mean, people are just spoiling shit. But it, that game's not even out yet, or is it out? I don't know. People are just spoiling that thing. Uh, switch to stream elements. Eh, okay. Maybe I should. We'll see. But I mean, I paid for Streamlabs, you know, so it's like I want to get my money's worth. What's going on, Mr. Uh, Phil, right there? Good to see you, buddy. It's a joke, folks. Don't, yeah, exactly. Jokes. We like jokes here. What's going on, Axel? Good to see you. So we, yes, that's right. Look at that. Somebody from your neck of the woods right there. Yeah, good to see you. The ending is already on. I know, right? It was on Twitter everywhere and everything. So it was like, geez, people are just going buck wild when it comes to that game. And of course, not liking it. And I saw the clips and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I get why people aren't liking it. I do get why people aren't liking it. So, yeah, what can you do? You know, I'm just like, all right. I wasn't planning on playing the game anyway. So anyways, guys, appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, sticking with me and everything like that. Like I said last night, I was like, it was very frustrating when it when it when I couldn't stream. But then I went, all right, just relax, send a message to them, see what's going on, and just do a stream. Of course, today, and then of course I recorded my uh, my thoughts on the uh, the Supergirl casting when it came to Millie Alcock. And so I posted that video and, uh, you know, that, that made up for it, which was good. I posted it as quickly as possible. And then of course I posted, uh, you know, ghostbusters, they had that trailer come out. So I wanted to just break that down a little bit. So hopefully you guys watch that. If you're looking forward to that for sure. But, uh, but yeah, we'll talk about, uh, talk about a lot of things, of course, tonight. And I'm trying to think, all right, what are we going to start off with? You know what? Let's start off with something kind of funny. Let's start off with something kind of funny when it comes to tonight. I'm actually going to take this overlay off because there we go. Let's take the, that overlay off, at least for right now. Um, I'll probably put it back up towards the end. But uh, let's talk about this right here because a lot of people were talking about this over the weekend. I think it was over the weekend yesterday. But uh, have you guys seen this? Have you seen it yet? Have you seen the Dune Fleshlights? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh, there it is. This is a popcorn bucket for Dune 2 right here. But of course, naturally, the jokes were everywhere, as they should be, as they should be. You know, there's always that joke that every guy has talked about every, you know, people have talked about many times where, you know, a guy will cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket to, you know, st stick his schwan schwan through. So then when the girl grabs for some popcorn, she ends up getting a little bit more than what she bargained for when it came to that. This is like the complete opposite. But yeah, a lot of people were just kind of talking about like, wow, wow. So there it is right there. I mean, from right here, it looks pretty good. It looks fine right there. But then when you start looking at it right here, that's when people started going, yep, that looks like something that, uh, you know, should be sold on an adult website. Let's face it. Let's face it. Let's, why not? But uh, yeah, that for some reason though, that seems like it would hurt. I don't know. To me, that seems like it would not feel that good. It would not feel that good. So <laughs> it was like, what the? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, somebody designing that had to think like, oh yeah, people are going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna stick my, you know, I'm gonna stick my uh, sandworm in there, you know. Did they not think that? I mean, come on. But then again, maybe they were like, you know what? Put it out there. The internet will have fun, and the internet had fun, and that's marketing, ladies and gentlemen. That's marketing. So good on them. Good on them. So good to see you, Miss Nighthawk. Love you. And Tet, good to see you too. Uh, review coming soon. I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Miss Nighthawk want to have some fun with this. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. That's just funny right there. That's just funny. All right. Now let's go to. Uh... We've been talking about Matt Reeves in the Batman part due, which, you know, I've been talking about some of the things and, you know, the, the fact that there's been some worry when it comes to that. And, you know, I mean, odds are it's probably not going to meet its date. That's that's supposed to be coming out. I just have a bad feeling they're going to delay it 
a little bit more and maybe, you know, be told that. But we got, we got, of course, Barry Key again, Key Owen, and whatever the hell, however you say his last name, who, of course, played the Joker. He was recently asked about playing the Joker in Batman Part 2. So this is how he responded, which it's a good response. How excited are you about returning to that character? It, it, <laughs> yeah, I can't say any. Nope. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it right there. So that was just a that was a good way to respond right there. Just like eh, zip, zip it. <laughs> like the like the kind of like what uh Joaquin Phoenix did when it came to the end of Joker right there. So yeah, he can't say anything. He can't say anything. You know, he's not gonna say anything. Of course not. But I th I just thought that was a good response because I mean I mean that's it's always funny when there's like a Q&A when it comes to these actors, when you know that they are going to be in these comic book movies or even just big movies in general. It's like, yeah, they can't say anything. They can't say anything. But I'm just kind of wondering, is Barry kind of going like, yeah, I haven't, even, I haven't seen the script yet. I don't know what's happening. Okay. You know, again, I think the Batman part two is still out. And, you know, James Gunn did respond to somebody talking about that. I just don't think it's going to make what's the release date. I don't think it's going to make it, sadly. But hey, well, you know, what can he do? What can he do? All right. Let's talk about some Deadpool. Let's talk Deadpool 3 because we're all excited for Deadpool 3, right? All right. The first thing right here when it comes to Deadpool 3 is something from Japan talking about the uh, basically the official, I mean, not the official synopsis, but it's a synopsis. The latest work of the Deadpool series, that fucking irresponsible hero Deadpool will change the history of the MCU with Wolverine 2024 release coming soon. Well, that's one way to uh, talk about it right there coming soon. And uh, maybe he has one of those uh, Dune popcorn bucket things anyways. Um, that's why he's coming soon. But no, but. Yeah, so we got the uh, we got that. That's from Japan right there. And I was like, all right, that's kind of funny. Cool. You know, whatever. That's cool. But now we got Matthew Vaughn, of course, who's promoting Argyle right now, which comes out this week. I plan on seeing it on Thursday and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it. It looks like it's right up my alley when it comes to certain, uh, you know, just the way that the story is. But uh, Matthew Vaughn, apparently, when he was on the Postcred podcast, he actually has seen some things when it comes to Deadpool 3. And basically, he is saying what I've been saying when it comes to, yes, Deadpool 3 is going to save the MCU. So here it is right here. The few snippets that I know about Deadpool versus Wolverine. I love how we talked, how we said it was like Deadpool versus Wolverine. Interesting. Or Wolverine versus Deadpool. I'm sure the argument between Ryan and Hugh is happening as we speak are unbelievable. That's going to be the jolt. The Marvel Universe is about to have a jolt of them, and it's going to bring that body back to life. I think Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are about to save the whole Marvel Universe. Of course, he didn't say the cinematic universe because God knows like how if they even consider it that or whatever the hell. You know, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about when it comes to Ma uh, Madam Web. But uh yeah, so basically saying like what a lot of us have been saying, you know, I mean, yes, there's a lot of pressure that's going to be on Deadpool 3, but when you got Ryan Reynolds, you got Hugh Jackman, I mean, the way that they announced the movie and what we've seen so far, I, I mean, yes, there's a lot of pressure on this movie, but at the same time, I think they could pull it off. I think they're going to be pulling it off right here. So I think that's, that's great. I think that's great. What he said right there, and like I said, I was like, yeah, this movie is definitely going to be saving, saving the Marvel Cinematic Universe for sure. All right, and then uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll go through some of that right here. But um, so obviously recently I did the, you know, 20 facts of Superman 78, 
which I'll do, of course, more 20. Not, I don't know if it's going to be 20 facts, but I'll do more facts videos. I'm going to do uh, Batman 89 next when it comes to facts about that movie. So and I've been posting a lot of clips, you know, and everything when it comes to that video. And hopefully you guys check that out. It's on the channel. 20 facts about Superman 78 and talking a lot about that and researching that movie. And of course, Christopher Reeve and everything. But we all know that Christopher Reeve has a doc coming out. I mean, may he rest in peace. His children are putting out this doc and it was at Sundance and the children have talked about it, obviously promoting it. And they even were asked about his flash cameo and everything like that. But when it came to the doc, super slash man, the Christopher Reeve story, everyone's kind of wondering, are like, are we going to be, where are we going to see this at? You know, and obviously we think Warner Brothers should be putting this out there, right? Well, it looks like that's going to be the case. Hopefully at least according to the news that came out, that yes, this documentary is going to be coming out. Christopher Reeve's story is finalizing a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery for around $15 million. The documentary may include distribution under the DC Studios banner. So there it is right there. I really want to see this because, you know, the man was an icon. The man was an icon. Never before seen home videos and extraordinary personal archives reveal how Christopher Reeve went from unknown actor to iconic movie star as the ultimate screen superhero. He learned the true meaning of heroism as an activist after suffering a tragic accident that left him quadriplegic and dependent on a ventilator to breathe. So yeah, man, sad story, man, sad story. But yeah, I want to see, I want to see that, but it looks like Warner Brothers. Yes, they're going to have that. Hopefully. You know, if they don't screw it up, zazzy pants, don't screw it up, man. Don't do that. But I think it'll be all right. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that we're actually going to be getting that. So that's good. That's good. All right. What else did I want to talk about here? All right. We're just going to, I'm going to go down my list here. All right. We'll go down. I uh, have a thing open right here. Where is it at? Right there. Right there. There we go. All right, we'll go down this right here. It's already talked about that. We'll talk about, let's see. All right, did you guys see this? Oh, boy, man. Guy Ritchie. Guy fucking Ritchie, folks. I'm sure you guys saw the trailer for the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which is essentially Guy Ritchie's Inglorious Bastards. And uh, this movie looks like a lot of fun. Of course, starring Henry Cavill, Isaac Gonzalez, Alan Richson, and uh, Henry Golding right here. But yes, this movie looks like a lot of freaking fun. Gus March Phillips, I have a mission. Guy Ritchie at his best. Thank you, Sergeant. Got Carrie Elloway's in there too. But yeah, this movie just looks freaking awesome right here. It looks ridiculous. Looks like a lot of fun. And I love that Henry Cavill's having very fun with this role as well too. So Guy Ritchie. If I'm to do this, I I'll like need my own team. Crazy facial hair. You won't like Putting them. a team together. Take off the Nazis. Why the fuck no! not? Mad. They'll need to be. Gary Brookheimer, too. And so I said, that is not a dog. That is my wife! <laughs> it's very good. Yes! God, you could tell that Henry is just having fun with he had fun with this role you could tell you had fun with this role which i love but yeah give me some guy richie man you know me i'm i'm all about some guy richie yeah when he's not doing disney movies <laughs> nothing against aladdin it had some you know good guy richie stuff but woo wee guess what guys universal's bringing back the Dark Universe. That's right. Universal is bringing back the Dark Universe. Remember that? Remember when they were going to start the Dark Universe that started with The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, which had potential but did not work because who knows what the hell they were trying to go for that. And they had that picture of the crew that was going to be part of the Dark Universe that had Sophie Batella, had Johnny Depp, had Javier Bardem. Well, this is going to be a little bit different. They decided to bring the Dark Universe to Universal Studios. That's right. When I saw it, I was like, wait, they're doing what? Oh, it's for Universal Studios. Womp womp. 
There it is right there. Universal has resurrected the Dark Universe branding for their new theme park land. So they're going to have a section that's going to be all dedicated to their Dark Universe. It's, I mean, the, the even the logo, I mean, of course, they changed the logo and everything like that. But And then posted right here, Dracula. Yeah, he looks like he should be uh, the lead singer of some kind of emo band. And then, of course, you got the Wolfman right there. Looks pretty legit. And then, of course, Frankenstein showing off his stitches. That's right. Showing off those stitches right there. So there you go. So, yes, the Dark Universe is back. But you have to pay a bunch of money and go to Universal Studios, bring all the kids, go into the heat, and be with a bunch of other people and wait in line to see all of it. All right. I, I can't... Ah, the last time I went to Universal Studios, I went to um, Halloween night or horror nights, whatever they call it, like five years ago or something like that. Fun, fun, because we actually had fast passes. So we got in front of the line and they had a really awesome Ghostbusters maze and a killer clans from outer space maze. So that was the last time I actually went to Universal Studios was for that particularly. So, but yeah, so that's kind of coming back in a way. So, anyways, that's cool. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Probably had to bring that up. What else we got here? What else did I want to talk about? I think that was pretty much it. Obviously, we had a lot of, we had some football playoffs that happened over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty intense. That was pretty intense. I mean, a lot of people are disappointed. They're like, what's the Super Bowl is going to be? I mean, yeah, I didn't want the, I didn't want the, the Chiefs to win. I was rooting for the Niners, but I really didn't care. I don't really have a football team, but I was kind of rooting for the Niners. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping at the last minute because how dramatic it got that the Lions were going to pull it off. I Because the Lions were dominating the first half, then the freaking Niners came back. And I like Brock Purdy, you know? There's just something about that guy. I'm like, you go, man. I just, you, you corn-fed fucking little shit. You know, it's like I, I just want him to win, especially what happened last year. But so when it got dramatic, I was like, oh, man, the Niners came back. Cool. We have a game. And then I was like, maybe the Lions will come back at the last minute. I don't know. It was just like fun times when it came to that. And then, of course, the Chiefs, it was like, yeah, so we got to we're going to get more Taylor Swift. And of course, you know, a certain side of the political aisle is just like going nuts when it comes to all that saying that everything's a conspiracy and blah, blah, blah. It's all conspiracy. It's all set up. I'm sure some things can be rigged, but there's some things you can't control when it comes to an actual game. That's that's the thing I, I mean, I get it when it comes to the refs not making calls or making bad calls. Sure, I can get the I can get behind the conspiracy theory when it comes to that. But I mean, it's like you how can you control certain plays? You know, there was a play that happened where it was like, what? How did that even happen? Anyways. Let's go to Daredevil Born Again because, hey, Charlie Cox, baby. That's right. Spotted on set. So much. Of course, if you follow uh, Daredevil updates, we got, of course, Foggy and Karen right there. We got the three. The duo is back. Duo is back. So there they are right there. Look at that. So, of course, they were filming scenes outside. So that's good. We're all happy about that. It was just kind of crazy. It's crazy how we were so worried. At one point when we heard about Daredevil Born Again and after we saw She-Hulk, which wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad, but man, we were worried. A lot of us were worried. Fans of the Netflix show, we were all worried and we were just like, can we bring the, the trio back? And thankfully, Feige and crew were like, we have to, we have to. We just, we just have to. You know, they were just going to stray away from all the Netflix stuff, but they realized schmott they were schmott and they brought everybody back but please do not kill them okay we're worried i mean I, that's the new worry when it comes to daredevil born again is one of them is going to die that's the worry and hopefully uh i mean it could happen who knows who knows but yeah that's the new worry is like oh one of them is going to end up getting killed no 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 and then lastly uh, let's see, where is it at? Lastly, before we get into the main topic here, 
uh, was this right here, because a lot of people, and I even talked about it, how, you know, because somebody made a comment that not a lot of people are liking uh, Justice League versus the Suicide Squad game because clips are already online and the ending's already online. And naturally, we have Kevin Conroy, may he rest in peace, the GOAT, the ultimate Batman voice GOAT, voicing Batman. And a lot of people were just like, this is going to be his last, this is going to be the last thing we're going to hear Kevin Conroy. No, it is not going to be the last and final time that we hear Kevin Conroy. Because this was just released right here. Kevin Conroy recorded lines as Batman for Batman, the animated series for one. Well, you know, from Batman, the animated series for Crisis on Infinite Earths Part Three. So there you go. So anybody who was worried about Kevin Conroy's last voice, Batman voice acting or voiceover was going to be in uh, Suicide Squad versus Justice League. However, which way it is, it's not going to be that. It's going to be this. So people are happy. We're all happy when it comes to that. Because, yeah, like I said, I'm not I, I didn't want to really comment on the clips. I'm not going to show the clips because it's a leak. You know, I'm not going to risk doing that. But, yeah, some of those. Yeah, especially his his, uh, the you know, Batman's fate. Not so great. Not so great. So thankfully, they will hear his voice once again, animated form. We're all happy about that. Thanera. Uh, Let's see. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Appreciate it. Folks on Reddit are celebrating Supergirl and Sentry being cast with white actors, even though the characters were whites to begin with. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're kind of at right now. Everything's kind of shifting that way where it's like, hey, we're not going to race bend anymore. But I thought that, uh... oh yeah, you're talking about Sentry. Because has it been official that that one guy is going to be Sentry who was in Top Gun Maverick? He played like the nerdy dude in Top Gun Maverick. It's that actor. I can't remember his name. He was also in that uh, that Amazon uh, series. I'm totally drawing a blank with um, with Josh Brolin about the, the hole that he finds on his farmland. Somebody tell me what that title is. I'm totally drawing a blank. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like it seems like nowadays now it's like, all right, we're going to we, we did this stuff where we raised Ben to everything. But now we're going to kind of sway it back to be like, hey, let's be more like the source material. Seems like that's what he, people want. It's only like the people who are not, that didn't really, that weren't ever really fans of the source material that are complaining the most. My thing was always, if you're going to race bend a character, just make it make sense. Make it work. Okay, don't just do it to get, you know, to pat yourself on the back and get the, the virtue signaling brownie points. Make it make sense, you know? Like when Will Smith was dead shot, that made sense and it worked. You know, there's a lot of times where it does work. Make it make sense. Perry White, Lawrence Fishburne, that made sense. He was great. Don't make it like that, the, the main reason, you know? And, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about, uh, Supergirl right now, which, you know, there's a little bit of backlash and I knew there would be some backlash. I even said before that, you know, if they actually go with a blonde hair, blue eyed white girl, that, that there, there'd be some backlash when it comes to that. But it's interesting enough that it's not even so much that's the backlash, which is good. I'm glad that that wasn't naturally there's going to be people that are upset with that. Sure. They're, they're, they're upset with that because, you know, we have a Latina and now we have we're back to this, but I think the main reason why we're, why, why we're seeing some kind of backlash, which is not a lot, but there is backlash, especially when it comes to the Snyder fandom. Some of the more vocal Snyder fandom people, which is funny because they had they hated the Flash up and down, didn't even care about that. And now all of a sudden, you know, naturally, because they're just going to take any side that's not James Gunn's side. When it comes to all this. So I saw, you know, of course, a lot of people were upset the fact that that Sasha Kaye, you know, we've already been building up to this. We've already been building up to the whole like, oh, yeah, Sasha Kaye wasn't uh, didn't uh, didn't get picked. And uh, and then naturally when it came to uh, let's see, where's it at right here? Uh, let's see. I, eh, hold on a sec. All right. Hold on. I didn't pick. I didn't uh, bring it up right here in a tab. So hold on. Where are we at here? All right. Where's that? Where's that screenshot? Here it is right here. 
So when James Gunn said this, this is where people got a little like upset. In case you missed this exciting news yesterday, strangely, Millie was my was the first person I brought up to Peter for this role well over a year ago. When I had only read the comics, I was watching House of the Dragon and thought she might have the edge, grace, and authenticity we needed for the DCU Supergirl. And now here we are. Life is wild sometimes. Wild indeed. But that made people go like, wait. So you had no intention, no intention of even thinking about Sasha Kaye? How dare you, sir? How dare you, Jimmy Guns? You didn't even consider that? And then people brought up this article right here that came out earlier, well, in June of last year. This is from uh, the Direct, the DCU Direct. Supergirl actress, or actor, Sasha Kaye teases her DC future after the flash. So basically saying that there was meetings that might be happening. A lot of people are saying that sharing her love for the heroine described the flash, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And then DC studios, co-CEOs, James Gunn and Peter Saffron have plans for super of course, when it comes to that, but Kaye, her biggest hope is of course doing all this. She wanted to do it. I just want to do it. I uh, want to deep dive into Kara and her feelings into her day to day. I would love to see her in regular clothes, in human clothes. As a fan, the whole time I was filming, I kept thinking, what would she wear? What glasses would she wear? And all that. Kaya shared her love and saying that with USA Today, continuing playing the role in projects after meeting with Peter Saffron and discussing the hero. I hope. To continue playing Supergirl, I love her so deeply, and I feel so connected to her. Yikes. Yikes. And we know that they had meetings. It, it, it sucks. It sucks. But, of course, you know, people are, like, choosing sides, and people are fighting on Twitter and all that stuff, as they do, because we're all so passionate about this stuff, even though like there's a lot of hypocrisy out there when it comes to this stuff. And it sucks because, you know, I was hoping that uh, maybe they would even consider using her again and just like, hey, maybe she could bring something to Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. But let's face it, when it comes to that, the Flash, it's just nothing that's going to be, even though they, the last regime had, had plans to continue with those characters it's just all a big shit show and the regime changed and Zaslav came in and everything just wasn't really working and blah, 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 blah. And it sucks, you know, but at least we got to see Keaton one more time. Right. And Ezra did a great job. I thought when it came to that, and even Sasha did a great job when it came to all this, but I think most of us knew that, yeah, they're probably not going to move forward with her, even though like she met with them and naturally, yeah, of course there was going to be meetings. When it came to talking about, and they probably broke the news to her like, yeah, we're, we're not going to move forward with your version of Supergirl. Sorry. You know, I mean, it's, there's, there's a, there's an alternate reality out there where maybe like things changed and there was going to be a Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill and there was going to be a Supergirl presence and it was going to be Sasha Kaye because obviously they look like they, yes, they in fact could be cousins for sure but yeah so there you go that's what a lot of people were bringing up I, I kept seeing this article and then of course seeing people talking about how she did meet up with peter saffron and and probably james gunn too to talk about the future of supergirl right there but yeah it sucks it sucks for her but you know she's gonna continue on she's gonna wage on and um, she, she hasn't said anything yet when it comes to melia alcock being cast as Supergirl. She hasn't said anything yet, I don't believe. I don't think anybody's really posted anything. I don't think she's posted anything on social media quite yet uh, in response to, of course, um, the casting. So, uh, let's see. So, there was that. And now, so that's the backlash that uh, I was just like kind of referring to is people just not liking the fact that James Gunn, when he came in, he already when he when they were figuring out the 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 slate and they already were like well let's do supergirl 
woman of tomorrow, here's who I think should play Supergirl, which a lot of people were like, yeah, if you've seen her in things, she has that. And even what he said when it came to that, when he said like she has the edge, I mean, that's the thing. It's the edge. It's that edge. Because if, if you, if you know the story, you know, that Supergirl definitely has an edge. She ain't squeaky clean. She ain't squeaky clean when it comes to this story right here. So the edge, grace, and authenticity will all work. So, but uh, that's what, that wasn't it. Um, let's see. So a lot of people are wondering when it comes to Supergirl and when it comes to Woman of Tomorrow, who is going to direct it? And apparently, according to Variety, when it came to a follow-up on the reveal that she, that Miss Alcock is going to be playing Supergirl, um, they were going like, okay, James Gunn and Peter Saffron will be getting the director very soon. I think we're going to find the director. They're going to find the director probably in the next week or so. It's sounding like it. And one person, I mean, that's been on the short list that people have put out there is Kate Heron. And if you don't know who she is, she has directed episodes of Loki, which is a movie out in the cosmos. So she could be a good one. And apparently she liked, of course, right here, when Miss uh, Miss Mealy posted about the excitement and everything, she apparently liked it, as well as James Gunn's post. So it seems like she might be going for the job, for sure. And to be honest... When it comes to Loki, that's what's been working when it comes to the MCU. So, hey, I would not hate that. You know, of course, naturally, when it comes to the director of Supergirl, everybody's like, Greta, Greta, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig. It's always on the top of people's lists. And I'm like, no, let her do let her do something that's not so mainstream. She had the biggest movie of last year. Let her do something that she wants to do. I don't think she wants to jump into the superhero genre now. That's too easy. Too easy. I do like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Pe people have brought her up to direct that. But uh, just watching Loki, I could see it. I can actually see. I could see that. I could see it. I could see it. I don't think uh, Melissa Benoist has even uh, said anything about that. So I don't think she said anything about that. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Um, apparently, too, you know, when it comes to Mealy Alcock getting the role, she actually tested, obviously, in a Supergirl costume. Now, I'm most likely it's Melissa Benoist costume because somebody, uh, oh, Jim Lee actually said, beautiful seeing it all come together. And James Gunn responded to Jim Lee. And, and something tells me this was planned. It just seems like it was planned because it's like you guys have your you guys have your each other's phone numbers, right? Jim Lee and James Gunn, of course, they have each other's phone number, but naturally, just to build up the hype, Jim Lee was like, "Beautiful, seeing all it come together." James Gunn is like, "I have to show you the test. At some point, you're gonna freak out." So that tells me that you had Corn Sweat probably in his actual Superman costume, maybe. And Melee testing with them, maybe, in a Supergirl costume. That's my guest when it comes guest when it comes to that. So we'll see. I mean, we're not gonna see those. We're not gonna see those uh testing. All right, and then some other things that uh James Gunn's been responding to. Somebody asked, will Legacy be shot in IMAX by chance? James Gunn said yes. Uh, and then again, talking about the origin story and, you know, it's somebody brought this up. Um, I think it, I forgot, uh, our new, what the that one guy who has a YouTube channel does some great videos. Um, when it comes to the origin story of Superman, you know, the question is, is like, <clears throat> we know the origin story of Superman. We've seen it so many times, We've seen it time and time again. <clears throat> Sorry. Had a little uh, froggy in my throat. Anyways, um, so when it comes to the origin story of Superman, it's like, yeah, we don't need to see it. This is not a year one Superman. This is like a year three, year four, whatever the hell Superman. So somebody asked how much of the movie is dedicated to the origin story. He said none. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to get referenced. 
there's going to be a reference when it comes to the his origin, of course, in the movie. Just like when you watch the Batman, you don't see the Waynes getting killed. You don't see him becoming Batman. He's already Batman. But you have the references to what happened and you just get references. So that's the approach that he's going to do that. So people stop asking about the Superman legacy origin story. My God. Somebody also asked him, James, do you like Diana as a bloody warrior or an ambassador of peace? And he said he liked both versions. Well, there you go. That's what he's got to find. He's got to find, got to find those uh, that balance when it comes to these characters because we've seen, you know, we've seen both. We saw both versions essentially of Diana from Wonder Woman, the first movie, and then of course Wonder Woman eighty four. We kind of saw both. We saw the more ambassador piece, and then we saw the warrior, and then of course Zach showed the warrior more in uh, in BBS and Justice League. And then, okay, obviously he debunked this right here. You know, when we were talking about the Batman part due, and he, you know, said, somebody asked, hey, James, some people are spreading the conspiracy theory that you canceled the Batman 2, but I have to ask, is it true? And, of course, Gunn answered no with uh, the eye roll. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to cancel that. There's not, there's no way that it's going to get canceled, but I just, there's no way that it's going to, it's going to make its release date. If we haven't heard anything yet, the actors are kind of going like, haven't seen a script. That's the only thing I worry about. It's just going to get more delayed. You know, it's like, it's like Matt Reeves, Batman. I mean, luckily we have the Penguin series coming out this year, which very much looking forward to, but man, it seems like Matt Reeves, Bat Universe is not catching a break when it comes to yeah, that little virus that was uh, wreaking havoc into the the entire planet Earth. And then the writer's strike and the actor's strike, that also has prevented some things too. But man, it's just like, like four years ago, we saw Matt Reeves post on social media that uh, they were starting to film in the Batman four years ago. And it's like, damn, when are we going to get one of those tweets again? I mean, hopefully this year we'll get one of those tweets again that the Batman Part 2 is going into production. But I just kind of wonder, like, all right. I mean, we're only in January, so I'm not going to get too worried. But, you know, should be good. Should be all right. And then stop asking him about Batman and Superman Legacy. Somebody asked him, is Batman and Superman Legacy? And he's like, no, of course not. And I'm like, James, you don't even have to answer that. Why do you have to answer that? And then he's uh, here he's right here posing with the engineer herself. Miss Maria looks like they're having a good time right there. And she's like in workout attire. She's like in tip top shape right there. So that was posted. And let's see, what else do we have? Yeah, I think that's almost pretty much it. Yeah. Why even answer that if that's going to be the case? Okay. And then of course, storyboards. He's talked about storyboards before, and a lot of people were asking about the storyboards, and he posted some storyboards when it comes to Superman Legacy. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for some Superman Legacy storyboards? Oh, my God. Uh, you don't see shit. Yeah. So, basically, everything's kind of like, you could tell, like, when it comes to sequences in Superman Legacy, it's got it all, you know, got the rubber bands that are holding every sequence together. I'm willing to bet this fat one right here, this fat one that's right here, this might be, I think this is definitely the final act right here when it comes to that, but then who knows, because there's another, there's two other boxes underneath it. He's got a Superman glass right there. He's got a dog. <laughs> I don't think that's crypto. You know, and I was, you, you try to look, you're like, what, what, what's happening right here? Is there something right here? Or is it just on a table? But yeah, four boxes of storyboards. But, I mean, this fat run right here just seems to me like that one might be the final act right there when it comes to storyboards. So we must remember, guys, that when it comes to storyboarding and being this organized, who did he learn that from? Zack Snyder. That's right. Look up the video when it comes to uh, Dawn of the Dead. That's who, uh, that's who uh, inspired him to do that. So that's good. Get it all storyboarded there, Jimmy. All right, let's move along from uh, the DC universe to the the MSU, the Marvel Sony universe. 
Madam Web. Oh. Yeah, this movie's coming out. <laughs> and it's not looking good when it comes to this movie. It's not looking good. But uh, hey, what can you do? A lot of us are going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to check it out. I'm hoping that it's so bad it's good, or I'm hoping to be surprised that, wow, this is actually a pretty good story because I do like the concept of the premonition and seeing the future and all this stuff. And yeah, it could be something good, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be. It's going to be something terrible. And a lot of the promotions and a lot of the posters and whatever that has come out has not looked good. But we have a poster that actually looks pretty good. And it's this poster right here for IMAX. That's not a bad poster right there. That's pretty decent. It's interesting. I'm taking that's her mom right there that she discussed. I actually don't mind that poster. That's not a bad poster. So, hey, at least they have that. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to, uh, you know, trying to be optimistic here, folks. At least you have one good poster. I think there was another one that also came out, too, that wasn't too bad either. But I really actually like that poster. Yeah, you're right, Ted. Little Stranger Things vibes. But then we have some interesting things that are happening behind the scenes when it comes to this. Now, there was a... Variety article that came out that when they tweeted it, people got fooled by the clickbait. But again, you got you don't be fooled by the clickbait. You guys got to really watch the clickbait. And I know I'm, I'm hey, it's happened to me too, and it still does. Sometimes I have, I have to remember to catch myself because when you read a tweet from one of these publications, yeah, you're probably not getting the full story or the full quote. So open up the article and get the full quote. Which, of course, that's also clickbaity, too. No matter what, you're clicking on the article, but at least you're getting the right information before you quote tweet it. And there was an article came out that said that Dakota Johnson was like, you know, I've never worked with so many blue and green screens. I don't even know. She's like, I don't even know if it's going to be good and blah, blah, blah. But if you read her actual quote, she was just like trusting the director and she said a lot of good things about it. But yeah, she was just like, I don't know what's going on here. But we also have this variety article. When it comes to the mo uh, the cinematic universe right here, when it comes to Sony, at least, as cinematic universes stumble, Sony leans into standalone superhero stories with Madam Web and Craven the Hunter. Yeah. But what's interesting when it comes to all this is this little part down here, obviously talking about everything. Uh, let's see, where was it at? All right, this article right here. Up first is Madam Web on Valentine's Day. Ay, 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 with these freaking ad thingies here. Jeez. I know, I should get an ad blocker, but whatever. The film stars Dakota Johnson as Cassandra, the clairvoyant, who must lead three teenage girls discovering their own supernatural abilities. The cast also boasts rising stars like Sidney Sweeney. But Johnson's conspicuous jump from WME to CAA in November, just days after baffling after a baffling first trailer debuted raised industry eyebrows also with a raz in her recent snl monologue describing the film as like if ai generated your boyfriend's perfect movie that's right she hosted saturday night live and said madam webb is like if ai were to bring were to create your boyfriend's perfect movie now again the entire context and the entire quote is the fact that she brought up Sydney Sweeney because everybody's in love with Sydney Sweeney. I'm one of those that I'm like, yeah, she's hot, sure. But I don't, I, I'm not one of those that I'm like, oh my God. I don't know. I just, there's just something I just go, all right, whatever. Yes, I get it. I get it. But I just, I haven't got on that bandwagon of like, oh my God, she's like the most beautiful. Now, you know, I'm still over here with Margot Robbie. <laughs> I'm still on the Margot Robbie train. Anyways, but uh, she was basically saying that because everybody swoons over her and then it's like, okay, you're putting Sydney Sweeney into a Spidey costume in a Spider-Man type of movie. So that's what she meant. It was a joke. It was a gag. So even that right there was a little bit much. But the fact that she dropped her agency to go to another one after the trailer came out. That's a little interesting. That is a little interesting. And then I remember seeing, uh, let's see, where was that? 
There was another thing too. Where did I see that? This run right here. Somebody brought this up right here that, you know, when it comes to Sony, Marvel, and Marvel Studios, it's like, do do some of these actors and actresses, do they actually know which universe they are part of? I mean, I'm assuming that they do, but somebody brought up this right here when it came to these ladies posting on their social media. They were posting these screenshots right here where they were literally tagging Marvel Studios. So there was like some Marvel Studios and as well as Sony Pictures. But yeah, there was like a lot of things where it was like, hey, Marvel Studios, Marvel Studios. And then they brought up the screenshot right here. I grew up watching wrestling. This role was perfect. Just talking about El Muerto. I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan. And the fact that I'm now part of this family still feels like a dream. So people are going like, do these actors know that they're not part of that? that marvel universe they're part of like this non-marvel universe some people were kind of wondering about that who knows paycheck's a paycheck right <laughs> i mean who knows i don't know ah but we'll see we'll see like i said i'm going to check out that movie and maybe i'll have a laugh who knows box office all right Let's talk about the box office. Well, I mean, it's Tuesday now, so box office is a little bit changed, but um, especially when, uh, but let's look at the, uh, oh, what the hell, weekend? All right, so the weekend looked like this, and David Ayer, David Ayer's killing it right now. David Ayer, I was worried because it's like, okay, it's January. He's got this small action movie with Jason Statham called The Beekeeper. I'm all for it. Sounds great. I'm going to go see it. I really enjoyed it, but I was wondering, is it going to catch an audience? And thankfully, it has caught, it, it caught an audience. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it and enjoyed it, and I'm just happy for David Ayer. Just absolutely happy because the weekend estimates, yes, had, the day, had David Ayer's The Beekeeper at number one, and I got to love that. You just got to love that. And it crossed over $100 million worldwide. I'm wondering what the budget is. I'm sure the budget was... I'm hoping like 40 million tops, maybe 30 million. So it looks like this movie is definitely a success. So you got to love that. And then there was a bump in poor things because of all the Oscar buzz. But hey, again, we got Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Hey, still going strong. Over 400 million. Now it's at $412.8 million. So it's still going. It's still kind of going, Aquaman. I still can't believe it's out of the last how many DCEU movies it is. It's beaten all of them it's ever since Black Adam. It's beaten all of them. It's beaten like all the all those movies. It still just surprised me, which is good. It's whatever. You know, I just did not think that that movie was actually going to beat those. I thought it was dead in the water. Pardon the pun. All right. Daisy Ridley. Now, we all know that Daisy Ridley is coming back to play Ray. All right. We got somebody, of course, with a motorcycle that is uh, driving into the apartment complex making noise. But anyways, Daisy Ridley has talked a little bit about taking on the role as Ray and the pressures of being in the Star Wars movie. It's not easy. I mean, obviously, this is a franchise that's, a, I mean, every, I mean, let's face it, every fandom, I mean, people treat it like a religion, but this is fucking Star Wars. Star Wars. And she was basically told right off the bat, like, hey, you realize what you're in for? I mean, people treat this like a religion. People are going to hate you. People are going to be this. People are going to be that. And luckily, when it came to Force Awakens, people just kind of generally went, all right, we're back here. You know, we're back. Star Wars is back. Force Awakens worked. It had nostalgia and it had new characters. It really felt like a Star Wars movie. But then came Ryan Johnson. Then came the divisiveness. Oh boy. But yeah, there's uh many articles. There's been some many many articles when it comes to uh Daisy Ridley talking to various publications. We have one right here from Inverse Daisy Ridley's New Hope, a decade since she was first cast in Star Wars, the Sometimes I Think About Dying Star, 
that's that's a weird little sub title right there. The sometimes they think about dying star. I mean, that's the movie that she's promoting. And producer has never been more in control of her life, career, and future. So, of course, talking about that. Honestly, the first time I watched myself on screen, I literally thought I ruined Star Wars. Imagine thinking that. Imagine thinking that. Oy. Traumatic. As she talks about. I definitely have more grace now for it. It's funny now, too, because that was 10 years ago. So, if anything comes on TV, I'm like, oh, I'm a baby. Oh, my God. That's me. As a baby. I wouldn't say it. it's easier but I've had to become more comfortable. So just talking about all of that, and then, of course, her backstory and everything, and then talking about her movie. But, uh, yeah, a lot of pressure right there. And the fact that she thought she ruined Star Wars. I mean, God, that's got to be just, oi, oi. And then we got this article right here from Total Film that talks a little bit more about this. Daisy really doesn't know who else will be back for her new Star Wars movie. It will probably, probably be different people. So a lot of people are wondering, is like, is Finn going to show back up? Highly doubt it because it doesn't seem like Boyega wants to go back after they fucked his character over. They're not going to do that. So probably not going to happen. It will probably be different people. I don't know if the same or different, blah, blah, blah. This is on the happy, sad, confused podcast, crew-wise, cast-wise. So it's all an adventure, you know? And then, of course, talking about uh, she was thrilled to be a part of it and blah, blah, blah. And we actually have that clip. If I bring it up, where is it at? I got to find it out of all my tabs open. Probably don't have it up. All right, let me hold, go ahead and do it right here. But yeah, she was talking to, uh, what's his name? Ridley. About some of those pressures as well. And she even talked about that kiss. She even talked about the kiss with her, with, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren at the end. She thought she, she thought it was earned. She, she, she backs it up. She definitely backs it up. So, all right, here's the clip right here that they posted from the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. You can listen right here, what she has to say about it. We never really had a little postmortem on Rise mm. of Skywalker. So I just, if you'll indulge me, Chuck, mm. were you surprised by how divisive it was, the reception to it? I think it's still upsetting because yeah. you don't want people to feel like you've like not served sure. the thing that they're a fan of. But uh, uh, Ryan's one was so divisive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> Understatement. it really felt like the first one was fairly, yes. everyone was like, yes responsive in a similar way this works thank god yeah. how did it happen and a then miracle. ryan's one super divisive and then the last one super divisive um yeah it was still yeah well it probably makes it bittersweet because yeah. like you're saying goodbye to this amazing period of mm. your life and but you want to go change how i felt about it <laughs> so it didn't change how she felt about it yeah which makes you kind of wonder though like you know you're part of this and then after the the total divisiveness of the Last Jedi, which I still enjoy The Last Jedi. Yes, I don't, not everything in it, sure, but I still can enjoy that and what Ryan Johnson was going for. It's interesting, but man, when it comes to Rise of Skywalker, it just felt like they were trying to cram so much into a movie and trying to right the ship and do so much. Bringing JJ back, rewriting this, rewriting that. That had to be like a pain in the ass too, but she's coming back. She's coming back and, you know, apparently she got a, you know, she's going to get a pretty hefty paycheck when it comes to coming back. So naturally now it's like, I, I, I love that Daisy Ridley is doing projects that she wants to do that, you know, not a lot of people are going to know about. And, you know, that it does suck that a lot of not people, you know, especially what she was promoting. Not a lot of people are going to probably see it, watch it or whatever. And then she could still come back to this, get a hefty paycheck and hopefully, you know, with this new story that she's going to be a part of, which a lot of people, you know, there's going to be people that are going to rip it to shreds or already ripping it to shreds. But hopefully they can come up, you know, just do her character justice, I guess. I don't know. Going to be difficult, especially how, you know, Rise of Skywalker ended. So uh, we'll see. But good on her for at least, you know, being positive. And now she's older. So 
she's able to be like, all right, I can handle it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. We could do this. All right, let's get to some questions. See what you guys have to say over here on Twitter. Well, this week, it'll be Groundhog Day again. First, uh, this is from Eric, of course. First, you plan on watching the film Friday? No, I'll be busy doing a stream (laughs) and working and stuff like that. Uh, Second, since the reason Phil would see his shadow is probably because the sun's out. Why is this seeing, seeing it supposed to mean more winter? Like not seeing it means early spring. I know I've actually had that same argument for a long time too. It doesn't make sense that when the groundhog sees his shadow, there's six more weeks of winter. I mean, I'm sure there's like something, there's some kind of backstory I don't know about, but yeah, you would think that if he sees his shadow, the sun is coming out and that means it's warming up. But if he doesn't see his shadow, that means there's going to be more winter. I'm sure there's like a whole big backstory and everything like that. I don't even know about. I never looked into it. But yeah, I always thought that too. Didn't make sense. Dr. John Carpenter. My question is, why didn't James Gunn go with Meg Donnelly, who's an obvious choice because she has experience with the role? In retrospect, it was the voice of Supergirl. Well, he answered that, Dr. John Carpenter, he basically had her in mind right off the bat after watching House of Dragon, after House of Dragons, he already had her in mind. He wasn't thinking about the voice acting that was coming out later. He already explained this. So obvious choice. Yeah, for you. But again, he's the one running the ship. I love when people say that. His obvious choice. I'm like, yeah, you're not the one that's choosing the actor. So obvious choice for you, not for him, because he picked her like back in 2022. Mr. Devon Wooter, hey Dave, Zoe Saldana, Saldana just said she would love to join James Gunn's DC Universe. Yeah, I know. I mean, any any of his the actors that were part of Guardians of the Galaxy that get asked this question are going to say that, even if they don't mean it. Everybody will always say that. Anybody who's worked with James Gunn is like, yeah, I would love a role in DCU. Of course, you know, he called me. Blah, blah, blah. I love that, though. I mean, and I and it's always going to be all over the place. It's like, she said this. It's like, and then, of course, he responded on threads saying like, oh, yeah, of course I'd work with her again. <coughs> do you expect she's going to play? Uh, do you? Do, uh, who knows? Maybe she will. I know some people are saying Catwoman. They're saying Vixen. Who knows? Uh, and who should direct Woman of Tomorrow? I like what's-her-name that did Loki. I do like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard as well. I think uh, she will kill it in Aquaman 2. Do you think it can reach $500 million? No, nah, won't, it won't reach $500 million. It, it would have. It would have to get a huge, like, spike. So, And it's already on digital, so there's no way. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. With Gunn confirming Batman will not be in Superman Legacy, we did not need him to confirm that. It is very likely we'll get a mention, maybe. Question two, should uh, Supergirl be the sidekick of Superman throughout Legacy? Or No, no. He even said, he even responded, said, I didn't even, I didn't even confirm that she's in the movie. I think she's going to be in the movie, but there's no way that she's going to be a sidekick. One scene, that's it. And then she's off to the cosmos. No way that she's going to actually be there throughout. William Kale, only Snyderverse incels believe that Supergirl casting is bad. <laughs> okay. That's quite a comment right there. I mean, it, again, they didn't give two shits about Sasha Kaye as as Supergirl. But now all of a sudden they're like, now that we got the new one, now they're on the side of her because that's just the way they are. Because it's literally just like how people had Zack Snyder derangement syndrome. Now it's, you know, these guys have James Gunn derangement syndrome. They just like look at him and just go, "Ah, you're, ah, ah," you know, they hate him so much. They just hate him. 
I can't imagine being like that. I'm just like, you know, even if, I mean, like I've always said, I don't love them. I don't hate them. Um, I'm right there kind of in the middle, just like, all right, we'll see what happens. But I can't even imagine. I, I don't know if there's a creator out there, a director or anybody that's creating some of this stuff that I just, I mean, I, I, I really can't stand Mick G's movie, but if he had a movie coming out, I'd be like, all right, let's see what happens. You know? Uh, what was that one guy? Ah uh, Ball, Ah uh, Ball, who makes those really bad B-roll movies. Hey, if he got, if he was going to do a DC movie, I'd be like, wow, that's weird. But all right, let's see what happens. I don't know. Can't I, I just don't feel that hate. It's like, it's just cape shit. It's just cape shit, guys. I think we're going to be okay. I think we'll be okay when it comes to that. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Where's the music? There it is. Appreciate you guys uh, last night. Yeah, you know, I'll have one tomorrow. It might be a short one. I'm surprised this one was actually shorter than usual. Usually they're an hour and a half, but got through all the topics that I wanted to talk about pretty quickly. So not too shabby. So yeah, definitely still have a Film Junkie Live tomorrow as well as a members only stream. So if you want to be part of the members only family, come on in and uh, we'll have a more personal chat when it comes to everything. You know, I do got some things I want to say that I'm not going to say publicly, at least right now. Not not right now, you know, with everything that's going on. But I'll, I'll, I'll discuss a little bit when it comes to the members-only stream tomorrow. So, yeah, if you want to join that, sure. Everybody else, I'll see you guys tomorrow. The same, uh, same junkie time, same junkie channel. Appreciate you guys. Subscribe if you haven't already. Share the stream. Do all that. Love ya. Talk to you later.